once you properly fit a wheelchair and know your hip pit codes, that should be a game show, by the way. Do you know your hip pit codes? That would just be awesome. But make sure you know your hip pit codes. You are going to win in the wheelchair business. Okay, here we are. Very first episode of the DME Coach Podcast. Am I doing this? Well, I'm doing this because half of all medical supply stores have closed in the last 10 years, which is absolutely pathetic. And I think our medical supply is very unique because we just survived the DME apocalypse. So in this first episode of DME Coach, my name is Eric Michelson. I'm going to share with you some of my ninja secrets because, well, I love the local home medical equipment store. Love local DMEs. And I think what we and myself here, my staff here at Howard's, as well as myself, can really help your local store go head-to-head -head against the big nationals. We are the local business, and the local businesses across the United States are what make our economy tick. We take care of everyone. I want to share with you some of my, some of my uh, ninja secrets that allow us to go head-to-head -head against some of the biggest DMEs and national health care chains in the United States. First, let me give you a little info. Who am I? My name is Eric Michelson. Graduated from the University of Washington in 1999, thinking I was gonna, thinking I was gonna be a high school teacher. But then I went off to seminary, thinking I'd be a pastor. I got a master's and was a youth pastor for two years, and that is hard work, very very hard work. And then in 2003, my father-in-law, who lives in Selah, Washington, if you don't know where Selah, Washington is, it is the home of Treetop Apple Juice, great place. Um, and he came to me and said, hey. How about opening up a DME? A DIA what? How about opening up a DME? Well, once I figured out that DME stood for durable medical equipment, I thought, hey, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Now, this was also 2004 by the time I started the store. And in 2004, this was what I have heard other people call the golden age of the commode. In other words, there was lots of money in the DME business. So I jumped into the DME industry, hence the name of this podcast, the DME Coach Podcast. Now, bad news. I jumped into the DME industry on the back end of its prosperity. Good news? Hey, it forced me to think differently. When all you can do is just jump into something and you're just a cog in the wheel and everyone else is doing it, it works great. But when things go haywire, you have to think differently. I used to complain that when I was at the University of Washington, I got a history degree. I used to just wish that I would have majored in business because that would have really helped me out. But instead, I majored in English and, uh, and minored in history. But what you learn about history is you learn to study history. You look at history. You look at history differently. How do people think? How do people behave? And what I learned by doing history is it has really helped me run our durable medical equipment store. So here I am telling you, hey, a history degree is great for running a DME if you learn how to think historically. And the purpose of history actually is to allow you to look forward. That's another podcast for another day on why don't poo-poo your kids getting a history major. It's awesome. 
Or before I start our first podcast, what I'd like to do in our podcast is kind of go over weekly high and low because there's so much noise out there in the world. And the person that this podcast is directed to is the person who is running their own DME. Maybe you're a manager of your store. Maybe you own it. You are in the thick of everything. You are in the jungle. You have crazy people yelling at you because they didn't get their widget or their scooter thing didn't work or their CPAP mask didn't work or their oxygen concentrators beeping. By the way, I have a YouTube video that now has 81,000 hits. I wasn't trying to get a lot of hits. I just wrote a video. I just did a video one day because I was ticked with too many after hours phone calls on why in the world does my oxygen concentrator. Turned out 81,000 people also have that question too. So my job is to help you out. I want to cheer you guys on. So I'm just going to jump into it. What was my high and low point for the week? My high point this week, I stumbled into a Facebook post. Well, I didn't stumble into it. My COO said, hey, Eric, we have 20 leftover scooters from our local state fair. Can you get rid of them, please? So I did a little Facebook post and I sponsored it. Next thing I know, I ended up with 19,000 clicks and we sold 20 scooters in a span of 10 days. Wow. That, you know, sometimes you do things and it just works really, really well. So I think that's actually going to be my next episode is how in the world do you make money on motorized scooters these days and even bill some to insurance? I know that sounds like sacrilege, billing insurance, uh, scooters to insurance. Trust me, you can make a little bit of money doing it. Don't do a lot of it, but you can do a little bit of it. Uh, That's the next episode, by the way. So my highlight for the week selling 20 scooters for cash. I love cash. Cash isn't going to come back seven years from now asking for recoupment. And actually, our customers just love it too because they own it outright. Didn't have to go to the doctor's office. They came, um, used the billing system called Square, and it was wonderful. So customers were happy. I'm happy. And my vendor was pretty happy too buying 20 scooters and we're we're in, we're in a small city and, uh the, where our main location is is Yakima Washington this is not a big city so put things into perspective we have about 100,000 people in our city so it's not like I'm in New York City and can draw from millions and millions upon people uh here's my low light for the week I have a smoking policy. I am anti-smoking. I think it's ridiculous that we are an oxygen company and then to have or team members smoke just seems ridiculous. If they want to do it on their own, that's fine. They can do it. And uh, we've been pretty good with our smoking policy, but we have a team member. Basically, what our smoking policy is, is you can't be on the clock. And in addition to not being on the clock, you can't smell like smoke. So that has pretty much been great. We have one team member and what this team member does is now walks off the building and has done a really good job of not smelling like smoke, but it's kind of turned into like I was thinking of the old days in the 90s when I was at high school. We've kind of have like a smoker's corner across the railroad track. So I need to figure out a way of not doing that. So that's kind of my low light is when like, ah, what are they doing? So if anyone has a good idea of a good smoking or non-smoking policy, I'd love to hear that. So shoot me an email, message me. I'd love to know that. So this first episode of DME Coach, I'm going to tell you how to increase revenue from your manual wheelchairs by up to 600% for the first month. 600%, yes, 600%. 
not even breaking any rules. I'm going to quote Medicare LCD and it works. So this is how you increase revenue by up to 600% in your first month of renting manual wheelchairs. Don't dispense naked wheelchairs. Say what? Yes, serious. Do not dispense naked wheelchairs. When I go out and about, I put my clothes on every single time. Thank you're like, thank, thank goodness that you put your clothes on every single time. But likewise, we should be doing the same thing with our wheelchairs. You don't dispense naked wheelchairs. I understand people come into your store and they want that wheelchair now. Grandma needs the wheelchair now, so you hand it out. And if you do dispense it immediately, you most times do have to dispense a naked wheelchair. If you follow some basic steps, you can increase revenue 600%. Now, what, what steps are you talking about? Now, first, I'd love to say this was my idea. Um, I've actually heard this from two different vendors. So it's one thing if you hear it from two different vendors. It's out and about. I first heard it from Medline, who's one of our vendors, and then I second, I heard it from Drive. A lot of what I say comes from Drive, and it's funny because Drive had this program where they're pushing don't dispense naked wheelchairs, and they have since discontinued that program. But just because they discontinue a program doesn't mean you can't still dispense fully equipped wheelchairs. So let's get into it. If you are new into the wheelchair market, or maybe you're already in it, you need to understand that the right wheelchair can improve patient comfort and safety. Well, yeah, obviously. When you get into a car and you buy a car, yeah, the basic car is there, but power windows and locks really, really help. Also, if you run, if you run, if you dispense a good wheelchair, it also in helps with overall patient comfort, safety, and independence. So it's one of those things, if you're fitting a wheelchair for someone, fit a good wheelchair. Spend a little bit of extra time doing it. Just don't throw someone into a 16 by 16 or 18 by 16 because it kind of looks right and you need to get them out of the, you know, get them out of your medical supply store. If we dispense good wheelchairs, and by the way, I'm an ATP. I've been an ATP for almost 10 years, maybe 11 years. So uh, I've, I've done lots and lots of wheelchairs. If you fit a good wheelchair, it's going to also reduce operational costs and increase productivity for your store. And a lot of times we're so, our, our reimbursements have been hammered so much, we want to do volume, volume, volume to make it up. This is one of those instances, especially with wheelchairs, we almost need to slow down. And then by slowing down and fitting a better wheelchair, Everything happens. The patient is happier. The doctor's happier. Once I tell you how not to dispense a naked wheelchair, you're going to be happier because your bottom line is going to go up. It's a win, win, win across the board. Plus, if you dispense a bad wheelchair and they don't use it, all sorts of other bad things end up happening. These are slightly old numbers, but I want to just throw some numbers at you. In the state of Washington, a K1 wheelchair, so this is a procedure code, K0001. It's a standard manual wheelchair. <laughs> Rents out for the pathetic amount of about 22 bucks, maybe $24. It's not much. And then the state of Washington, we love our taxes, so we have to actually back out taxes. So let's say nice even numbers, which these numbers aren't completely correct. $25 a month for a K1 wheelchair. It's actually less than that. 
Well, in my city, I have to then back out 8.2% sales tax out of it, which is not fun. Uh, we use a billing company way worth our money, but then I have to back out the billing fee outside the back of it. So by the time everything is said and done, I'm actually only getting 16, 17 bucks for this wheelchair. Now I have to buy the wheelchair from a vendor, whether it be a drive or an Invicare or a Medline or whatever ABC company does wheelchairs this month. And in other words, to break even, if I'm just doing a K1 wheelchair, for me to break even on this wheelchair, I'm looking at about eight to 10 months of billing. And that is just tough, especially because I have not included all the billing and documentation costs in there. And you can totally see why. If I were to whiteboard this up on a screen, medic medical supply stores are going out of business left and right. When I came into the industry in 2004, there was one degree or another of a DME store here in our city between 10 and 14 different stores. Today in 2019, I record this in October, um, there's one that does everything still, and that's our store. Now there's cherry pickers out there that they come in and they only do like these three hick pick codes or these three. So you'd say, hey, Eric, you're not the only guy in town. Yes, we're the only full service DME store in town. And the only way you do that is by not dispensing naked wheelchairs is one of our ways. So let's get into it. What's a naked wheelchair? Well, I just told you what a naked wheelchair is. It is your 18 by 16 K1. It's your 16 by 16 K1 wheelchair. It's your run of the mill wheelchair that you can dispense. They're good wheelchairs, don't get me wrong. We do a lot of them actually, but we try our best to not dispense a naked wheelchair. Now, do some go out naked? Yeah, it's like, it's like when I had my two-year-old. Sometimes he runs out of the house with his skivvies on. That's gonna sometimes happen because you can't just put everything on a wheelchair and bill it all out. As you know, you're gonna get audited by CMS or your insurance company. You can't do just like blind upgrade. But if you're smart about it, you can make a lot of extra money the first month. So this is what you're going to do. If you can, if you can do it, that wheelchair of yours, doesn't matter if you're billing Medicaid, Medicare, you, you name it. You want to get anti-tippers on it, wheel lock extensions, heel loops, a positioning belt, adjustable height armrest. You want to get a backrest and a cushion. If you do all that, and if you happen to get lucky enough where you're dealing with a really short patient and then can upgrade them to a K2 wheelchair, that first month wheelchair reimbursement is going to go somewhere between $25 just naked by itself with all accessories you're going to be closer to $600. That's a $575 turnaround if you do it right. Now, a lot of it is, th th that, that is the perfect scenario. Not every scenario is perfect. But let, let, let's get into it. I, I first recorded this podcast, and my wife, by the way, who runs our rehab section, says, Eric, you're going to get us in trouble. You can't talk about that without going into the LC LCD. So as I, I will quote some LCD stuff here just to protect myself. Seema Verma from CMS, if you are listening, which I'm sure you're not. If you were listening, it would mean... You actually care about the DME industry, and it kind of shows that you do. So first, height adjustable armrest. If you can get these on the chair, you're going to get an additional $102 for that wheelchair. $102. We've been able to run some nice specials with our vendors where they're giving it to us. Um, I don't want to say free because it's not free, but they build it into the cost of the chair. You want to get height adjustable armrest 
on your wheelchair if you can. Now, for your patient that just comes into the store, it's really hard to do this. But what we have at our stores, we have a heck of an amazing documentation team. So you're pretty much typically going after chart notes anyway. And we're working with office staff. So we're getting, so th this is what is required. Height adjustable armrest, uh, code E0973. And this is straight from the LCD. It says height adjustable armrests are covered if the beneficiary requires an arm height that is different from the available using non-adjustable arms and the beneficiary spends at least two hours per day in the wheelchair. This is super easy. You can't do it with all of them. Why? Because when we're going back to the doctor's offices or nurse practitioner, you name it, we're saying, can you please put that the patient spends more than two hours a day in the wheelchair? And typically they do, or if not, it's really, really close. They will put that into the chart note if you ask. So they're doing that anyway. And as we know, a mass produced wheelchair is designed to fit most people who are average. But if you measure the arms and how they sit, as long as you can justify and prove that the height that where the elbow sits is different than what is on the chair whammo you just got the e0973 covered on your wheelchair and i followed the lcd to the t which is wonderful so make sure two things you're asking whoever does the chart notes at the doctor's office that you're working with this is just part of your spiel because you're you're instructing them all day long anyway make sure you add this to your request. It's very, very easy. They're typing it up very, very fast. And if you do it right, you get an extra, you know, uh, at the time of my little handout, it's $102.84 a pair. Wonderful. And plus, and plus, in addition to that, the customer's going to like it better. Do you want armrests that don't move? I love the armrests that move on my desk chair. It's wonderful. So do that first. Second, anti-tippers. EO971. Wonderful device. Next item, positioning belt. Don't call it a seat belt. I've sat in so many different. I've sat in so many different things. If you call it a seat belt, one, it's not qualified as a seat belt. It hasn't been crash tested. It's a positioning belt. Honestly, it looks a lot like a seat belt. But anyway, if you can put a, make sure you have a positioning belt on that wheelchair. Now, you can't dispense. A positioning belt without a prescription you also have to have justification so going to the LCD it says a safety belt is covered if the beneficiary has weak upper body muscles upper body instability or muscles muscle spasticity which requires use of this item for proper position that's something it, it's a little bit harder this can't be like an all-inclusive item but a lot of times we're dealing with wheelchair patients why are they in a wheelchair they're unstable get this into the chart notes. If they will put it in there, you can get the positioning belt covered. It's wonderful. You know what? I was going to read through even more LCD stuff for you. You guys can do it yourself. But where am I going with this? The most common accessories to put on a wheelchair to not make it na naked are anti-tippers, wheel lock extensions, heel loops, positioning belt, adjustable height armrests, wheelchair back, and a wheelchair cushion. Now, let me do sit also pun intended. That was a great wheelchair joke. Let me do sit a little bit on the wheelchair cushion and back. These are the easiest. All it requires, as long as you've already justified the wheelchair and you have justified the wheelchair because you're billing CMS, you need a prescription for a standard wheelchair cushion and back. 
E2601, E2611. It works. So at least make sure you have that cushion and back on the wheelchair. Now, whoever's your head biller or who, who is who your biller who is doing rehab documentation and also your local ATP, or if you don't have an ATP and you're still fitting wheelchairs, you need to understand all HICPIC codes. Let me give you a couple examples. Patient A walks into the store. Uh, let's say it's my mother-in-law who's five foot one. Sweetest lady in the world. She's five foot one. Her height alone and her lower leg length is going to justify a K2 wheelchair. That needs to be documented. It needs to be in the chart notes. It needs to be in my ATP notes. But if I do that, K2 month one rental is now $38 instead of $25. That's 13 bucks a month for 13 months. You can pull up the exact fee schedule. I don't quote fee schedules frequently because even if I had it right today in October of 2019, it would be different like in a month or two. So just understand K2s are better than K1s reimbursement wise, but a K2 I can't use for myself because I'm six foot two. You say, well, that stinks. I need more short people. Aha, not necessarily. I'm six foot two. You can also lengthen a standard wheelchair. There's a code for that. You have to put it on the wheelchair, of course, but we need to get to understand everyone is created differently. One of the best examples I've used with my customers and patients that they get, they used to get really mad. Oh, this wheelchair didn't fix all my problems. Well, of course, you came in with problems and you just asked for a wheelchair. I gave you a wheelchair. I frequently refer to wheelchairs as suits. If you get a properly tailored suit, even if you get really, really close, that suit still needs to be tailored. So whether it be a K1 wheelchair, you still need to tailor it to the patient. Some are wider. If you get an extra width, if you get someone with, oh, huge thighs, I might have a few patients like that. They're not going to fit into an 18-inch wide chair. You're going to need to get a wider chair, 20 inches wide, 22. Even if they're not bariatric, you can still bill for a wider chair. There's a HICPIC code for it. Make sure you have the documentation. So whoever is doing your wheelchair fitting, make sure that you are utilizing all legal HICPIC codes. If I were to come into your store and look at your wheelchair, wheelchairs that you dispense, they should not all be the same. Plus, if they're all the same, Medicare is going to audit you. But they shouldn't all be the same unless you truly have a population of everyone who was five foot seven, 160 pounds walking into your store. In our store, I have people that are six foot four. I have people that are four foot ten. I have people that are 425 pounds. I have people that are 160 pounds. Everyone comes in differently. We need to understand how to properly fit a wheelchair. Once you properly fit a wheelchair and know your HICPIC codes, that should be a game show, by the way. Do you know your HICPIC codes? That would just be awesome. But make sure you know your HICPIC codes. You are going to win in the wheelchair business. Down there, make sure you click on it and read through the LCD and all the HICPIC codes. Then if you want to further dive into it, give me a phone call. I'll walk you through and kind of go through and really teach you how do you get through and build the right HICPIC codes in association with the wheelchair. 
This I, I really wish someone would have told me this when I opened up our medical supply in 2004. It would have really, really helped me because I swear I lost so much money because literally a lot of these items I was actually putting on the chair. The physical therapist would say, so-and-so has weak arm strength. They need wheel lock extensions. I would throw them on and I would forget to build them. Or I would build them and I'd forget to get the prescription for it. Or I would do it out of, out of order. You need to just understand if A, then B, then C, follow CMS's guidelines. Um, they really do have pretty good guidelines. You just have to know what it is. And then once you know what it is, then you can replicate it. So don't dispense a naked wheelchair. Know your HCPCS codes and associating in, in association with wheelchairs if you are dispensing them. If not, you will lose your shorts. Um, now, if you're in Yakima, Washington and lost your shorts, that's kind of okay because now your business is coming over to our business. But if you're not in central Washington, I want you to win in the DME business. So in a sense, don't dispense an ache. So I want to thank you for listening to the first episode of DME Coach. Now, why do we do this? Well, one, I want to equip you. I really do want to equip you. But two, we've been at this 15 years and we're actually profitable. Not making lots of money. I still drive a really used pickup truck with 251,000 miles on it as of yesterday. Someday I'd love a new truck. But we're profitable as a store. And we're still in business. So it can be done. I hear so much doom and gloom out there. It drives me nuts. No, we're doing great. Now, you can't be stupid, but run a good business. And I want to see you run a good business. And if you run a good business, you're going to be happy. You're going to be profitable. And you're going to take really good care of your patients. And that patient might be my grandma or my grandpa or my mom or my dad or my cousin someday. So if you're doing a great job taking care of your patients, you're going to help other people. So I want to see you win. That is the purpose of DME Coach. Now, we do offer three services here at DME Coach. Be aware of these. I'd love to help you. Number one is mastermind groups. What is a mastermind group? A mastermind group is a group of medical store managers or owners. None of us can be in the same city. I do. So if you if you tell me you're from Yakima, Washington, or somewhere in central Washington, I'll turn you away. Uh, because it is basically a time for us to get together. We call in once a month and we share ideas. Hey, what's worked for you? What didn't work for you? What are you being audited on? It's a quick one-hour phone call that we do. It's actually a video call. And we call in once a month, and what we do is we share what works and what doesn't work. In my mastermind group this year with a couple other guys, I learned one thing from a medical supply in Sacramento that has literally saved our store over $100,000. $100,000 from a phone call. Yes, it can happen. So this is what happens when you get local DMEs working together, and that's the purpose of mastermind groups. So if you want to do that, we start up new groups every quarter. Uh, contact me if that's what you're interested in. Second, we offer coaching here at DME Coach. What's a coach? Well, my passion actually is cross-country coaching. I have a youth cross-country team that I coach. The kids are doing great. But to get better at what you're doing, you need someone coaching. You need someone critiquing your form. You need someone saying, hey, I think you can do even better. Or sometimes you're doing great, but you need encouragement. Or, hey, Watch the hell out. There's a hole up there. Um, so you need a coach to help you prepare for the future. That's what we do here at DME Coach. We have four stores. We've been at it 15 years. And I have lots of contacts in the business. And I know lots of stuff. So my job is to coach, coach you. We do that in one or two phone calls a month. 
And what we do is we're just going to walk you through. And coaching over the phone and video is a whole lot cheaper than me coming to your store. I'll come to your store if I want, if you really want me to come to your store. But it's a good, affordable way of just checking in and saying, hey, how can we fine tune some things? Now, I can't say that, you know, in one of my mastermind groups, one small change has uh, increased our bottom line by over $100,000 this year. Sometimes that can happen. Other times it might be small things. Um, I've learned lots and lots of things from our local mastermind groups. I've also learned lots of things from people who have consulted with me. I've had over four different consultants that I've coached with or that have coached me personally the last seven to eight years in this business, and all I've learned different things from them. They have been wonderful. We offer... Um, online and video uh, phone consulting as well too. Consulting. We'll come out to your store. Either myself, I'm the CEO, Christina, who is my COO. She is a rock star in operations. And we'll come out to your store. We'll look through your policies and procedures. How are your employees interacting? How are your team members interacting? What are your team leads doing? And a lot of times we can, in a very short time really dial down on some things to make you more efficient so you're maximizing profit but also taking better care of your customers and also if you do this right your employees will like you better and if you're taking good care of your employees guess what they will stay longer i was running numbers did you know that the average employee for me to train them or i should say team member they don't like being called employees the average team member to train them over the course of the year, you're, you're throwing about $5,000 into it. So if you can do a better job hiring and even firing and figuring certain things out, that's another $5,000 an employee. You recognize who your key employees are. You need to keep them. So we're great at that as well too. So our next DME coach. I'm going to let you know how to make some money on some scooters. And not like, I'm actually talking motorized scooters. This is not a joke. How you can make some really good money on three-wheel scooters, even billing insurance. I know that makes no sense whatsoever. I wouldn't say that if I knew Medicare was listening to this because then they would drop our reimbursements even lower. But you can make money on motorized scooters. That is our next episode. And you know what? So until next week, when I look you into home healthcare shape, teach you a few more ninja secrets. I hope that you take excellent care of your team members, your customers, and that you live the dream. Cheers from Coach Eric. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of DME Coach. I do have to say one thing, everything that is contained in this episode is my own opinion. If I accidentally made a mistake, if there is some hidden rule from CMS that I am not aware of, do not sue me. Always know the LCD. If you don't know the LCD, and if you're even unsure of the LCD because sometimes it's flat out confusing, call the insurance company. Document what the insurance company takes, takes notes, and that way if if and when you are audited, which it will be, you have covered your rear end. So check us out on DMECoach.com and we will see you next week.